Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. This, I can't even wait for you to dive into today. Our episode is going to be so much fun. Uh, If you love, I'll just say, if you're a whiskey drinker, you're going to love the content today, the discussion, the product. It is so unique. This is not just go buy a new whiskey off the shelf. This is make your own and then have your own bottle. I can't even wait. Like, this is so cool. And I got to do it because I got the kit in the mail. Uh, Chin, Donjizan, Chin, I can't even wait for you to share uh, your story. You're the founder of Designer Drum. I can't even wait. Um, Thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Justin. It's an absolute honor. Uh, it's um, <laughs> really looking forward to speaking to you today. Yeah, I mean, I so I got your info. I've, I've worked with your PR person for on a, a number of other um, guests in the past, and so when she reached out, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And I had so much fun learning about you and the company, and then like the experience of designing my own. Like, anyway, I'm jumping way ahead, but I was so excited to have this conversation with you, and I'm really glad that you're here. Um, for our audience that doesn't know you, your background's like in consulting, like strategy consulting, big time, Bain and other. Like, how about share a little bit about that before you launch the business? So, yeah, so I'm actually an actuary, uh, believe it or not. But uh, I realized that I really like big picture business stuff. So I actually did have a startup in the 2000s that I ran. After which I went, did my MBA, went to the management consulting uh, with Bain and Company. And they did it by myself for a number of years. And it's really fulfilling, you know. It's one of those jobs where you get to engage with senior leadership in a lot of great businesses and great organizations and help them solve the problems that are on their mind. Sure. Um, and then I became founder of Designer Dram, as you've rightly mentioned. And I did it just because I've always been passionate about all things whiskey. Uh, when I went to business school, I didn't join any of the strategy clubs or consulting clubs, I joined the whiskey club. Uh, <laughs> really? I, no way. I took, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took vacation centered around whiskey. Everything about, I, I, I love I loved the flavor profiles. I love how interesting it is, right, with whiskey. You, you have three ingredients, water, grain, and yeast. Right. That you distill and put into a barrel, and you get all these wonderful flavors. Um <laughs> So that process has always intrigued me and captivated me. And when I got the option, when I saw an option to do something in the space, I laughed at it. And hence, we had to. Wow. That's very, very cool. Um, and, and, and what a cool idea. And and it's some, an area that you're passionate about, right? Which when we're talking to other entrepreneurs, we always say, you got to be doing something around a product that you're excited about. And I, it's obvious now why why in this space. How did you decide, though, to launch your own business in this industry? And the industry is crowded. So like, talk about what you thought about from a strategy perspective as you were putting together also your, your business plan. So... You know, I'd love to. I'd love to say this started off as a strategy project or a leap to get into this field. It actually started out because of this passion. I was actually looking to make my own whiskey and to make a barrel of that. 
And through that process, I recognized that it's a very big investment, both in terms of money and in terms of time. Sure. And I thought, well, surely this has to be more accessible. We've got to be able to bring, there's got to be more people who are interested in doing something like this that would like to make, would like to have a bottle that's basically exclusively there to satisfy the needs of their palate that has their label on it, that's just theirs and exclusively theirs. And that's where it started. And then I did the research. And the one thing I noticed was that the fastest growing segment in the spirit space is that for rare high-end spirits. Sure. Uh, what we were looking to do is, of course, doesn't quite fit the mold of your typical product, of your typical product in the spirits business. But, you know, and this is sort of where you go, passion and strategy. I'm going, well, surely the most rare product you can find is a whiskey that's one of one and just made for you. Right? Sure, absolutely. So I wanted to bring that passion to people. And I committed, I said I'd commit to basically starting this up and seeing what sort of response we got from our customers. And that's how it all started. Wow. <laughs> and who were your early customers? Like, who did you vet the ideas with? So, you know, so initially, of course, it's friends and family. Um, and, you know, friends and family are a nuanced group. They're generally, you know, they're more agreeable. But then we also were fortunate where we started engaging with a lot of people in the alcohol, alcoholic beverage space, who are master distillers and who, who do law for it. And we started pitching the idea to them and trying to understand what they thought about it. And from them, we thought we got, we got the sense that they all thought it was a very good idea. They just thought it was going to be very, very complex to launch. Sure. Uh, and I think, you know, given the number of startups you speak to, you can probably appreciate that. I don't think a single startup you speak to that's doing great innovative work that isn't in a space of complexity. So right. you, because it's hard, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, right? Well, it's sure, absolutely. more of a reason why you should do it, which is why we left headfirst into it, I guess. Hey, um, I love that. And, you know, it's it's one thing, though, to, you know, be a part of a, a tasting club or a, a, maybe a club where you're learning about different types of whiskey. It's another when you're creating the world's first bespoke barrel to label experience um, with a really cool packaging and like the ability to mix your own. Like, talk about how did you figure out like the production part of that, the putting together <laughs> of packaging? I mean, you hadn't been in that industry, right? I mean, this is this is all new. You know, exactly. And, you know, like I said, again, this wasn't just me, right? I think it's about the people you surround yourself with. Sure. And I think we're fortunate in that we were able to find great people to work with us. So under the ethos of creating a fantastic product that is tailored to every individual's palate, so basically every individual should have a product that's uniquely theirs, right? And that speaks to their palate. I first set out with a team of master distillers to try to understand, A, how would we actually blend different barrels of whiskey by the bottle, and B, what those whiskeys should be. And that set us on a long journey to actually first figure out the right process, and thereafter to figure out what the whiskeys were that would mix well, which meant we training whiskey is. We figured out what worked best. 
what could give you a consistently good product. And I mean, I think as you've noted from your samples, we've selected higher age samples. Absolutely. We've sourced from MGP ingredients and we sourced five different types to start with. And those five barrel types can't be allowed to make about with 1,000 different combinations of whiskey when you take into account we allow you to make two different we have two different ABVs you can select from namely 43% to 47% the second part of the packaging um, my wife will tell you that my eye for design is very is quite horrendous <laughs> so I was actually quite fortunate that she decided to come online as a co-founder <laughs> oh right? no way got it so yeah so, so, so thanks to her you know I worked with her and we had a wonderful design team too. And through this process, we found, you know, the right packaging, which includes, you know, a luxury decanter, luxury, a luxury gift box, the labels, every single part of the experience, we tried to make as luxurious and premium as possible and as bespoke as possible for our end user. I love it. So, okay. And for those that haven't seen this, um, you can go to designerdram.com, but let's just, let's describe it. So for example, I received the box in the mail. Um, I opened the box and inside are uh, a set of small bottles with pretty good amount of, uh, of, of, of liquid in each and a I'll call it a test tube or beaker, right, to measure, and then a nice glass. So talk about how the process works so that our audience understands it if they haven't seen it yet. Absolutely. So the ultimate goal of our process is to allow you to create your own bottle of whiskey, select your ABV, and design your own label. In terms of label, we have 29 label templates and a wonderful design team that will work with you to further customize it. Example, if you want a logo on it, say. Um, in terms of what, in terms of starting, and in terms of creating a whiskey, there are five different barrels that we currently have. And to decide on the mix, we have a few different approaches in which you can decide on the mix. Firstly, you can read the tasting profile online and select the mix of barrels you want. Exactly, which I which for got, me was good because I'm like, I don't know how much of each one to add. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I needed, exactly. I needed like a a template. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and then we've got the palate test online, which you, you say, I like these flavors and will automatically populate the barrel for you. We've got the full finder. If you say, you know, I, I know that I like this ratio of grain, what whiskey work well for me? And then you, we have what we sent you, Justin, which is an experience kit. This is the first at-home blending kit. So we sent you five barrel samples. Uh, the measuring cylinder and a crystal carpenter. And with that, the goal is for you to taste, play, sample the whiskeys and figure out a location that works best for your palate after you've tasted all the different barrels. And thereafter, come to our website, enter the barrels that you've selected and the ratio of the, ratio of the barrels you've selected, select your ABV, and then design your label. It's so cool. And that's all included in the price of your experience kit. Right. It's so cool. I mean, and it's fun. Like you have the pure bourbon, the rye bourbon, the barley rye and the pure rye. Like, and then, it, you know, you can mix these. And for those like that think you're an expert, like this truly tests if you're an expert and it allows you to modify the flavors. And it's just r really cool. And I know some people are just true, like 
truly passionate about this beverage space. So, I mean, it's, it's an experience as much as to go, it's, it's just better than going and buying a bottle and then drinking. You know what I mean? It's like a whole experience. I think that's what's really cool about it. Absolutely. Thanks for great feedback, Justin. And that's exactly it, right? And I, and I will say the most fascinating thing to me is the flavor profile that every all of us pick up, right? It's like wine. Everybody sort of picks up slightly different flavors. Same thing with whiskey, right? And it's I've always been fascinated to watch people take the experience, the at-home experience because I find everybody will taste slightly different things, even though they're all sort of on that sort of similar trajectory. Oh, this one's slightly sweeter. This one's slightly drier. But in general, the, the flavors they'll come up with are all just unique. And that's just, I think that's more of a semblance of the experience they've had on the world in this world and the flavors they've tasted and the flavors that appeal to them. And then they find the mix that works best for them. It's amazing to see. Totally. I, I, I totally agree. And so when, but when you launched, did you launch with the flavor kit? Is that what, was that the initial idea or did that mm-hmm. come over time? What did that look like? That came over time. So I think, you know, as a new business, we had to focus on what our core offering was. Right? And our core offering was the customized bottle. So we started with just the bottle where customers would go online, select the barrels using the online tools we had. Sure. And then select the ABV and design the label. Um, the experience kit came later. Um, you know, I think our ethos is, you know, to let everybody create the perfect whiskey for their palate. And when you think about that, you go, well, how else could they do it? And wouldn't it be great if they could actually taste barrel samples of the whiskey and thereafter blend it at home and say, oh, I love this. This is what I want. Right. And make it even more bespoke and customizable. So that's where that came as a secondary offering. Got it. Oh, that's great. Okay. Uh, that's very, very cool. Now, how have you built your brand over time? Like, how are you getting your name out there in the industry? We we have a few methods. One of them is, of course, referral. Um, we want all of our customers to have a great experience. And we hope that through that experience, they'll talk to their friends and hopefully refer us on. And we do get a lot of uh, repeat business from customers and we get a good amount of referrals. The second part is um, non-paid promotion. So, you know, SEO, article features, and wonderful shows like yours, Justin, where we get to talk about our product. Sure, absolutely. And and then the last one's, of course, paid promotion right now, right? Where we buy traffic from Facebook and Google. And the reality is we are still quite a young business, right? So our objective is to get our name out there and get more people to become aware of our offering, which is why that's also a really important source of traffic for us. Got it. Now, you're in the alcoholic beverage space. Um, I'm sure you had to learn a bit about the industry uh, as you were getting into it. Three-tier model, your D2C company. How do you handle that? And any specific rules around that? What does that look like? So for the listeners who don't know, the distrib- the sale of alcohol, the distribution and sale of alcohol is actually quite regulated. So every single distilled beverage at this point has to go from the distillery to a distributor. It has to go from a distributor to a retailer. And from the retailer is where you can buy it as a customer. That applies to all whiskey, even those that are shipped to you. So we had to figure out how to actually 
get our product in this distillery model because our product is of course different to most products. A lot of distilled products will, you know, they pre it, 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 you're making thousands of them and then you ship those thousands to dis distributor. And then that distributor ships it to a retailer who holds it until you're ready to ship it sure. right to the end user. So that process is minimized quite significantly. We have a different process in the sense that I was careful. Yes, you have to order it. Once it's ordered, we manufacture it for you specifically. Then that product has to go from us to a distributor, to our to a retailer, and to you. So the value chain is quite extensive. And figuring that out took time. In our beta launch, we went with a partnership that I think was better to work with sort of larger brands and given the bespoke nature of our product, it didn't work as well for us. We So we had to pivot, right? And we now have a local distributor and local retailer that actually work really well with our model, right? Because we can engage with the team and work with them on how best to get product out. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's I, interesting. Yeah. No, it's great. I, I know that's a that's, it can be an interesting challenge, right? Especially as you're getting into the, the model and getting your sales rolling. Um, what's the next step? Like as you're thinking about growing the business, what are some of the keys to growth as you look at the next six to 12 months? So for us, the current keys to growth are to you know, continuously improve our product, maybe add another barrel or two to the mix. Uh, we're, still, we're still finding the best path to that. Also, I'd say one of the keys to growth is to continue to get the word out there, right? We're fairly young. I mean, we've been, since our beta launch, it's always been about a year and a half. So we're still not as well known in the industry as other players. So I think a lot of the goal for this year is to sort of push brand awareness, basically get in front of the right people and to get them to understand our offering and um, hopefully to become customers. And I love that. And and what about from a you mentioned having to lean into others to bring expertise and and whatnot as you launch the business? What does that look like? How did you find some of those people, and wh who? Are, what are some of the skill sets that you didn't have necessarily that you found in others? So, finding people, I will say, you know, it takes patience, right? It takes it takes a lot of patience. You know, trial and error. You're going to meet some people you may not have the exact skills that you need, but hopefully they'll refer you to somebody else. So it takes some time to find. It took sure. me about, it took us about a year from the time we first had the thought of doing this to the time we actually launched. Now, a lot of that was discovery, understanding how it works. And in terms of me and the people, we needed, you know, as you mentioned, I don't have any experience in the alcoholic beverage space, aside from being a consumer. So we needed to leverage the toolkit of people who've been in the manufacturing space, who've distilled product, who understand the market space for that. And very fortunately, we were able to find the right people after some trial and error who could work, who worked with us and who helped us figure out how to do it, where to source barrels from, which barrels to source. Um, and likewise, in terms of design and in terms of fulfillment, it just, you know, it, it was a continuous process of just trying to engage with as many people as we could until we found the people who could give us the best advice, just allow us to actually bring them to the market. Got it. No, that's, that's, 
it's, it's so important, right? I mean, I think that's part just as much the key to growth as, as capturing new customers, getting people try out, trying your product and whatnot, right? No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't think we could have done this without all of the support we got from these wonderful people with such great skill set. Sure. And I love that. Anything not work? Anything you've been in this about two plus years now? Anything that's like, yeah, that didn't work very well, or that was a big failure, or anything like that that you'd share? Yeah, yeah, you know. So from a marketing perspective, um, <laughs> I, I assume that's what you're asking me about. Yeah, sure. It, it doesn't have to be. It can um, be marketing, or it can be product. It can be anything. I just, it's always fun to see. Here, we always talk about things that are working. I always love to hear things that sometimes aren't so good. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I had this idea when. We were creating this business, and I thought, you know, when a customer gets the product, they're going to want to share it on social media. So let's create a unique link to customer's creation that they can share on social media. If somebody clicks on buy it, we'll give the customer a marketing commission, right? Or credit towards the next order. Sure. And I really thought this was going to be great, right? I thought people would love the product. They'll... uh, you know, they'll put it online for people and generally work that well, uh, to my surprise. That's not exactly what happened. But I find that people are a lot more, our customers love to actually share the designer jams face to face with people. Right. And we often find customers reaching out to us saying that, oh, they heard about it from their friend or they were at their friend's place and they tasted this and now they want their own. So that's sort of seems to be the source of most of our referrals. Sure. Um, yeah. No, that's cool. One of the questions I always love to ask our guests is some of their biggest lessons learned. Um, you've been at this now a couple of years, and uh, I'm sure you shared some of the things that didn't work and whatnot. But how about for the uh, the entrepreneurial audience that's listening, You know, what would be a couple of things you'd offer to them as they're thinking about launching their own brand? I would say that you want to really define your mission really well, because that will really help you when it comes to making the easy and the tough decisions. And a great example of that um, is we often get asked why we don't sell the experience kit, the samples that you got, Justin, by themselves. And that's because our ethos is to allow you to create a custom whiskey that's specific for your palate, not for you to try samples of barrels that you've sourced. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Got it. The second one that I think I would say is, you know, focus on your customer and focus on building an amazing product, especially in the tangible product space. I mean, there are so many wonderful products out there. And in a, in a race to launch, I wouldn't shortcut the process of building a great product. I mean, test it with all friends, family, test it with different user groups. Try to understand what your end customer values and try to make sure that your product speaks to those values and actually appeals to their needs in the in the absolute best way you can. And then continue to refine and iterate it as you get feedback from customers or as you learn more about your process and your product. Sure. To make sure that you're always improving. And the last one that I that I'd like to add is patience, a little bit of patience and goes a long way. I know that we live in a world where we always told in startups, fail fast. Right. And I agree with that ethos fundamentally, right? I mean, if you're going to fail, you might as well do it quickly. And I get that. But I will say that that ethos sometimes 
also forces us to launch before we are ready or to make the decisions that may not be the right ones at the current time. Got so, it. Having a little bit of patience and just making sure you test, think through everything, which I think, which I think basically speaks to my last point about building an amazing product, definitely goes a long way. And you know, when I say build an amazing product, you know, I think in our space, for example, I consider our product to be every single asset that's visible to our customer. So that goes from our website through to our actual tangible product that you receive in the mail, through to our after-sales customer service, through to our actual customer service process. And I think that does show because we have amazing, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at our reviews, but we pretty much five-star reviews. Yeah, amazing. Over 400 customers. (laughs) It's amazing. And you know how hard it is to get reviews? We've talked about this on other episodes. I mean, it's hard to get people to leave a review, let alone have that many close to five-star. It's amazing. And, you know, I think it's because we're continuously trying to appease and satisfy our customers and build the best possible product experience for them. And it's something that our entire team is focused on at every every single point of the customer journey. Got it. Well, uh, man, excited for you guys um, where you are and where you're headed. Uh, Such a unique take on this category um, and differentiated and with product and package and whatnot. Um, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, uh, learn more, etc. So the connect us at designerdram.com um, or they can always email us at our customer support line at info at designerdram.com um, and our support team is always very eager to help. I love it, of course, right? And it's probably good to have some support. Or if, if you don't really know what you like, it's good to talk to somebody. And there, you do provide some good guidance on the website. But nice to have someone to call and like just run some ideas past them. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And and I mean, we find a lot of our users will often ask us like for specific bar recommendations for their loved ones because we do have a significant gift audience. Oh, I'm sure this is a great gift. Um, Final question: Where did desi- what is where did the name come from? Designer Dram, gotta gotta help me with that. <laughs> no, yeah. So, you know, we went through a lot of different iterations of names because the goal was to basically try to articulate that you're making a small amount of whiskey just for you. So, Designer Dram basically came about. A dram is a small amount of whiskey typically, or alcohol. And design is because it's completely, it's designed by you for you. So design a dram. So ah, a small amount it. of whiskey designed just for you. <laughs> I should have probably figured that out. Um, some people are probably laughing. Oh, well, <laughs> I love it. I always got to ask, though. It's always interesting to hear, like, when I meet founders and uh, entrepreneurs, like, hey, how did you go up with the company name? What does it mean? Um, man, so cool. So great to have you with us, Chen. Um, been great meeting you and um, looking forward to having you back on down the road as you continue to grow the business and share more stories with us. But thanks, thanks for taking time to be with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me online. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. 
This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.